Hi there, everybody, and uh, thank you for listening to this week's uh, podcast. Uh, my name is Michael, and I'm the operations uh, manager over at Northwood and Walters Agents over in Lincoln. And uh, I wanted to talk to you today just a little bit about um, the uh, well, a bit of information that I found out having watched uh, a program last week on the TV where uh, the particular sort of uh, report that was showing was in regard to the uh, housing shortage in the UK and what had been happening since the uh, well after the last two world wars how the government at the time were sort of uh, on a a major project to build new properties um, to sort of meet the needs of the country at that time and then what happened from the 1980s in the uh, the Thatcher years when uh, it was all about obviously sort of building council houses uh, after the war and then selling them on so that people had private ownership of properties. Um, Interesting point from that particular programme was showing how uh, investors have now sort of saturated that um, market by buying up council houses and are making some big money to be fair and some good returns and it was a good debate to find out whether uh, you know this is a good thing should investors private investors be able to buy these um, properties at a discount price and then obviously rent them out sometimes making some very good returns on the equity but also the rental on these properties over the uh, over the years and um, there's very much mixed view on this whether um, you know that was a good thing and whether it should uh, you know the project ideally was aimed at uh, individuals and families buying those properties but ultimately a lot of these landlords were talking about the fact that you know they're reinvesting back into these areas they're putting new kitchens bathrooms um, and th- often the case is they've got the money to actually do the work on these particular properties where councils as we all know are all strapped for cash and what that got me thinking really was well if you were a landlord in Lincoln and you'd obviously been sort of having a, a rental investment portfolio over the years how how was the sort of changes in the Tory, Tory government and prior to that Labour government? How has that hit you really in regard to your tax bills? Um, and some interesting stats that were sort of coming back from some of the reports that I was looking at. Um, so um, I thought I'd just sort of talk to you about that a little bit today. Um, so the first thing I've had a look at and, and an interesting point was that for the last 30 years, the government have passed their responsibility of housing those masses from local authorities and those council houses to the estimated one and a half million British buy-to-let landlords. And yet, however, since 2015-2016, Lincoln landlords have faced increasing tax burdens as each year has then gone by, particularly with the removal of mortgage interest rate relief on income tax, which is known as the Section 24, the introduction of the 3% surcharge on stamp duty, and then the reduction of the uh, letting relief on capital gains tax. And again, that research that I looked into calculated that the income, the total income tax contribution by those 314 or so thousand, well, in fact, it's 3,416 Lincoln private landlords in that tax year of 2000-2016 was £8,915,158. Now, with the eradication of higher rate mortgage interest relief, which is also known as that Section 24, which was announced in 2015 by George Osborne at the time, has been estimated to add a further £1.9 billion nationally to landlords' tax liabilities. And whilst raising money from landlords is an easy target, so it would seem, and the tax receipts, attra- and the, uh, tax, uh, receipts are, are attractive, it does make the landlords' financial burden even heavier. What that led to is that, you know, looking forward, by 2021-2022, when the full extent of the Section 24 uh, relief kicks in, that income tax liability could rise as high as the 13 million bracket. 
Um, and that doesn't even take into account the additional liabilities such as capital gains tax, the 3% additional duty on top of the prevailing stamp duty land tax and also the VAT. So what I looked at really is that ambiguity and that lack of certainty is probably the, the sort of foe of all investment which has been seen particularly with Brexit. And now just as things are starting to get rosy again, we're in the first sort of three months of this year with the pent-up demand released by the what's known as the Boris Bounce. The last thing we now need is a collective property industry is for the government to see landlords as a constant cash cow. And the new Tory government must acknowledge that the value of the majority of private landlords offer by housing in excess of 9.45 million people in the country. Westminster needs to take a much more balanced approach to the significant issues of possession, especially with that impending removal of the Section 21 evictions. Taxation and all rental properties needing to be at least an e-energy efficiency rating to connect the value of the private rental sector offers the country by effectively housing over a fifth of the population and avoid unintentional consequences by making renting a private rented property even harder for tenants. Because it's not financially viable to buy or even retain a buy-to-let property with the way things are going against these landlords. So if you're a landlord, I hope that makes all sense. What you can sort of see is over the last sort of uh, sort of five or six years, really, those tax implications have really hit the local landlords hard. I'd be keen on getting your views and your thoughts on this. Have you found that, uh, you know, it's getting harder and harder uh, to sort of make good investment returns on your portfolios? Are you finding with these changes that, uh, you know, your, the actual money that's going into your bank account and what you see in your tax return at the end of that year, that's getting smaller and smaller? I'd be interested to get your thoughts, so um, please uh, send those over to me. Any questions or comments you've got, send it over to my email, which is mshollamby, H-O-L-L-A-M-B-Y, at northwooduk.com. Thanks very much indeed for listening. I'm going to be sending out these particular podcasts in the form of uh, property blogs. This will also be over on my Instagram page, which is over at Lincoln Landlords. And uh, say so look out for the uh, these posts, which again, I'll be turning into videos and sending out over on our company facebook page and so if you uh, want to get a copy of this in writing or you want to watch the video on it head over to those two platforms um, particularly facebook is a really good form where i'm getting a lot of engagement at the moment and um, so thanks very much indeed for watching it and for listening again rather and uh, look forward to uh, bringing the next podcast to you again soon have a great day thanks very much So hi everybody, it's Mike Hollenby here again and I'm the Operations Manager at Northwood & Walters based over in Lincoln. So uh, first of all, just want to say thank you for everybody who uh, listened to my podcast last week uh, where we were just talking about the rental market. Uh, what I want to talk about this time round though is about Lincoln homeowners in uh, the local area and um, the sort of uh, the remortgage market. Uh, and what I want to have a look at is is how many sort of uh, homeowners in the last sort of six years or so have looked at remortgaging their property and taken equity out of their homes and what they've done with that money. So uh, this one will be particularly of appeal to uh, anybody who's either bought and sold or has had a property for a good number of years. What we have seen over the last few years is more and more people have sort of remained in their property. And uh, obviously since we've had the, uh, the sort of double dip recessions and Brexit and everything else that's been going on in the world stage we've found that people really over the last particularly the last two and a half to three years people have moved if they've had to rather than because they've chosen or wanted to 
but what people have done over that period of time is more and more is they've uh, taken equity out of that property if the house values have, do, uh, have sort of increased and uh, they've had some capital from the uh, the property that they're living in and they've used that money to either consolidate debt pay off credit cards debit cards done work on the properties extended or try to use that money to then uh, add further value to the property mainly by extensions kitchens bathrooms those sorts of things so this particular podcast will uh, appeal to lots of people not just sort of people who are buying and selling but uh, in particular people who have remained in their properties as well so a little bit of terminology that i'll be using throughout the sort of podcast and they will explain what that is as well and uh, so just want to nail down in regard to some of the figures uh, which to be fair are quite surprising really um, and what i looked at with the the sort of heading that i've used today is that the lincoln homeowners two billion three hundred and forty three million four hundred twenty one thousand and five hundred pound windfall since 2014 so that's a bit of a mouthful to start off with and the reason uh, i wanted to sort of start with that headline is is to sort of have a look and see where those figures came from and uh, what i looked at was that uh, in the latest uh, which was the most uh, published recently published set of uk mortgage data which came out in the month of november 2019 there was 18,470 remortgages that were made Um, And what that means is basically the borrower went from one rate to another with no additional borrowing. So that's where the remortgage side of things come in. So you should be reasonably familiar with that sort of phrase. Um, But what I want to do is have a a sort of little look back over the last sort of uh, 50 years or so and see, you know, what uh, as a nation we've been doing. Um, And in the 1970s, uh, we've sort uh, sort of taken the adaption that sort of properties more and more have become cash cows and cash machines with many homeowners remortgaging at the end of their mortgages introductory term. And uh, if you remember when you probably took your own property out, you either sort of took a traditional two or three or even a five year fixed term. And at the end of that, you would then be moved on to the mortgage lender's more expensive standard variable rate. And what a lot of people have done is once they've got to the end of that fixed period, they've then gone on and remortgaged and then fixed again for another period of two, three or five years. Um, Now, for some borrowers, remortgaging allows them that opportunity of raising additional cash, whilst uh, for others it enables them, as I mentioned earlier, to follow interests and activities such as big holidays, home improvements, even a new car, debt consolidation or financially helping out family members. And one thing we have seen over the years is more and more is the the bank of mum and dad having to use equity in their own property to help their children off on a uh, with the deposit for their first property themselves. And interestingly now, there are some high street lenders and banks that uh, have particular mortgages um, set with particularly uh, interesting uh, mortgage rates based on the back on the on the back of the fact that, you know, there is a market for this uh, for, uh, say, parents taking out financing from their property to raise those funds for first time buyer mortgages. Um, interestingly, just in November of 2019 alone, there was an eye-watering $957,856,000. In fact, that was that's not right. It's actually nearly uh, £9 billion uh, uh, was borrowed on top of existing mortgages by 18,610 homeowners. Uh, and that was through remortgaging and borrowing, uh, on average an additional £51,470. 
So uh, what, what I wanted to have a look at is actually, are, are we borrowing too much? Uh, and as opposed to just increasing your credit card and your debit card, are we now sort of taking out more and more value from our properties and uh, obviously sort of increasing the amount that we have to repay back? Although much of the time, the interest rates on obviously that borrowing is much lower. You know, traditionally we did see interest rates at, uh, you know, half a percent, three quarters of a percent. And even when you add on, you know, the extra two, three percent that the banks are charging, uh, those rates compared to the average in the UK, which is over 20 to 22 percent APR, that's still very, very favourable lending. Um, but if we look at the numbers, it could be uh, reviewed that we are overextending ourselves. And uh, yet, yeah, as regular readers of my property blog, um, you'll know that I do like to drill down those numbers just to give some sort of validation and some facts. And uh, I found that back in 2006, just before that sort of property crash and the, uh, the, uh, the economy crash, British homeowners were actually borrowing in excess of five billion per month over and above the remortgage amount. And that's uh, much more than the one billion we experienced back in November last year. So um, what I wanted to have a look at is what's then happening in Lincoln regarding mortgages and does it match that national picture? And uh, interestingly, Lincoln homeowners have injected over £2 billion into their Lincoln properties over the last six years, which overturns that trend stretching back to the 1970s. So considering the exact figures, um, it can be seen that whilst the total value of mortgages have increased slightly since 2014, as a percentage, this has gone down, meaning Lincoln homeowners and Lincoln landlords have increased their equity since 2014 by £2,343,421,500, pounds, which is the, the figure that we came to at that top heading. Uh, so it can be quite clearly seen that financial insecurity, which was sparked by that credit crunch crisis, has created a generation of, of Lincoln homeowners and landlords who are savers and improvers rather than those movers and excessive borrowers, which was then using that uh, excess cash to invest back into their property uh, and pay down debt. Um, and a couple of figures back from 2014 to 2020, if we look at the percentage of loan to value, which is known as the LTV, uh, in 2014, the loan to value was 17.85%. In 2020, it was only 15.89%. So as that percentage of mortgages uh, has decreased since 2014, um, that, that's particularly in Lincoln, that's good news for every Lincoln homeowner and Lincoln landlord because irrespective of whether the Boris bounce is short or long-lived, it does show that the Lincoln property market is a better state than ever before to ride out any storm that we might encounter because less people will be in negative equity or have prohibitively high mortgages.